0: My friends, welcome to another episode of Third Eye Awakening today I'm really excited to share an episode with you a recent conversation that I shared with Brandon Beecham, who is the host of the Positive Head podcast, which is a podcast that really changed my my story and my trajectory. I shared about it in the episode featuring Matt Belair because the two of them kind of go hand in hand, but Positive Head is such an amazing resource. If you have never heard of it, you haven't checked it out, oh, I highly recommend it. What Brandon has shared is so generous. It is such a huge gift and huge offering to the collective consciousness. He records his podcast five days a week, and he has a co-host now, as we we talked about in the conversation that I'm going to share with you. But uh, initially, back in 2016, 2017, when his podcast was like, literally keeping me alive. um, He was recording it five days a week himself. I mean, I don't know if he recorded it literally five days a week, but he was producing five episodes a week. And that means that there is a huge bank of episodes that are so high vibrational and just very expansive. And They're the kind of episodes too that you really don't need to um, listen to them in any kind of chronological manner. Like, there are just so many interesting conversations, and he would read excerpts from books that had a big impact on him. It's just amazing. So, please go check it out if you haven't already. And I'm excited to be able to share a conversation with you between him and myself because, like I said, he back in 2016, 2017, his podcast was giving, giving me life. It was keeping me afloat. I mean, maybe that's a better way of putting it. Uh, I was keeping myself alive, but it was keeping me afloat. Um, in that period of time, right after Killian died and I was just super lost and had no sense of direction and was in constant, continuous, unending pain. Um, but his podcast was, I knew I had to keep my vibration high. I had figured that much out. Uh, that I had to keep my vibration high in order to connect with Killian. And so I was looking for something to listen to in the many hours that I would drive or in the hours that I would be cleaning hotel rooms. And the Positive Head podcast was one that I found early on in that journey. And it just served me so, so much. And so it was a big honor for me to share a conversation with Brandon. It was actually the second conversation he came on when he was doing his book tour for the golden key, which I also highly recommend. It is an easy, accessible read. And, um, there's some kind of code that is in the show notes. I just can't remember. There was something interesting about the way that it worked. It wasn't just an affiliate code. There's like some cool thing, Anyway, the other episode with Brandon is also linked in the show notes. So you can just quickly and easily listen to that. And he, he explains the code better in that episode. But so this was my second conversation with Brandon, but this one was just him and I basically like shooting the shit kind of, uh, because we weren't featuring his book specifically. And it was really nice to just, yeah, sit and rap with somebody that has had a really profound impact on my life and doesn't even know it. Anyway, so I'm excited to present you with this episode, uh, but of course, first I'm going to tell you, I'm just going to talk to you about my stuff and what I'm thinking about and tell you about what I've got going on. So just like I said last week, I am really going through this profound death and rebirth portal. I think probably most of us are, but it is, I'll articulate it a little bit more deeply in case it is either interesting to you, informative to you, inspiring to you, or if it like helps you to feel validated because you're going through something similar too. So I said last week that it, it feels kind of like I'm becoming a new species, and but at the same time, it's more like an enhanced version of a human, an enhanced version of myself. Um, that feels really... Accurate, And the more I sit with this, the more I realize that um, my body, it's just the time for my body to transition into what I believe is required for us to exist and flourish in um, 5D New Earth, which I understand to be called Tara, because it's very much like Earth, but it's also very, it's different. It's different. Like, okay, let me see if I can sort of describe some examples of what I mean. So there is an abundance of plants. It looks so much like Earth. And P.S., I don't perceive that it's a different planet at all um, because it's not physical. So we aren't going to need ships in the way that we think of ships to get there. And we also aren't going to a different planet. What I perceive is that we're going to a different strata of consciousness and in that different strata, this the same template that is, you know, the blueprint of Earth, it renders differently because it's a different strata with of consciousness with different rules, or a different bandwidth of consciousness with different different rules. Um, and those rules aren't rules in the way that humans make rules arbitrarily or you know dark fallen consciousness makes rules arbitrarily the rules are more accurately described as laws and they have to do with the patterns that are created by the rate at which consciousness vibrates in that strata or bandwidth so it is it is earth but i kind of have to talk about it as a different place because of the limitations of the english language so 5d new earth, AKA to me, Tara, um, is full of plants. It looks very much like this earth full of plants, full of water. It, I've never been to a tropical destination in this lifetime. So I'm going based on, you know, other people's recorded images that I've seen, but it reminds me of of what certain tropical areas of the world look like although not necessarily right next to the equator i'm not sure but it doesn't feel that like dense or thick or um like there it's it's almost like a combination between those kind of forests and the carolinian sort of um landscape variation i don't know anyway whatever it's full of plants, it's full of water and waterways, more importantly, waterways. It feels like a lot of land water rather than ocean water. The sky is, (laughs) it's blue, but it's also sort of like a blush pink at the same time. It's very interesting, almost like, um, that, point around sunset on a really beautiful evening where the sun kind of turns pink on its way down and turns part of the sky pink but also most of the sky is blue it's similar to that but it doesn't feel like dusk like there's a lot of light available the air feels different it feels I can feel more moisture in the air but it's not heavy in the same way that humidity here on 3d earth feels heavy you know like when we get into those humid days if it, it feels heavy in the air and like heavy on all of us and yeah it doesn't actually feel like that in tara but there is a lot of moisture in the air and that moisture level feels fairly con- um, constant which reminds me of the body of work created by Jason Brashears of Archaics and he talks about periods in ancient history um, where there was something called a vapor canopy but his uh, thoughts are so well organized and thoroughly researched and profoundly complex but Like, I can't do them justice. So if that kind of thing interests you, he talks about, like, time. It's all based on research, whereas mine is based on the Akashic Records. So if that kind of thing interests you and you love people who (sighs) find some crazy shit through research, check him out. He's on YouTube, Archaics, A-R-C-H-A-I-X. But... (laughs) Yeah, it's the vapor canopy is maybe what I'm feeling. It's this um, this co- constant moisture in the air that doesn't seem to add additional barometric pressure. Um, it's really beautiful. It's really colorful. It's a very idyllic feeling. The plants are bigger than they are here. And unfortunately, I don't really see in the areas that I've seen, which are not a lot, but um, I don't really seem to see as many coniferous trees, which kind of bums me out because most of my favorite trees are of the coniferous variety. And I like, I really love them. I, I don't just mean like, oh, I like that kind of tree. I mean, like, I love cedar trees. Oh my God. And Douglas firs like we have a relationship anyway if you're a tree person you understand so most of the plants f- that the trees feel more like deciduous or there's probably other kinds that are those are the only ones I learned about because I live in Canada uh but I just I mean they're not needle trees needle and cone trees they're like flat leaf trees and there's a lot of ground plants and the plants and the trees are bigger and they also kind of glow and emanate um luminous fields they glow is what i'm saying they glow but it's more like you can see their aura but their aura isn't necessarily colorful it's just like everything just exudes light more so than it does here and the way that it feels to be in a body there is similar to this very similar but it's so much lighter it's so much lighter it's like physically lighter but it's also you um it's I want to say that you don't feel things as viscerally, like you don't feel sensations like pain as viscerally, but I don't actually think that's true when I tune into it right now. I'm like, no, you you do, but you have a different relationship with your body and being a human and life and everything, it's a much more trusting relationship. And so you have a different relationship with the sensations of pain. You don't notice them as much in terms of like, signals that something is wrong to a point that, you know, you need to panic or something as we do on earth right now. It's more like it just, it just feels like very valuable feedback from your body, you know? So it, I guess like it registers as pain on a physical level, but it does not register as pain on a like an emotionally mentally traumatized level the same way it does for us but it just so so I guess that all makes it feel lighter to be in a body but I think also the bodies are lighter because it looks to me like our bodies glow too and everybody's body is pretty healthy I so far I don't see any signs of disease and and even if there is disease it's just different it's different it's, it's the same as I'm saying about pain, like the relationship to disease is different. There isn't resistance to it because we don't perceive it as a threat to ourselves. And so it's, it's interesting, important feedback. And we kind of like understand what we're, why and what we're supposed to do with the, with the situation. So all of that just makes everything feel lighter. And then I think everything actually is lighter, and so the whole reason I went on this tangent of describing what I have seen and experienced of 5D New Earth slash Tara is to say that I just think my body is like, my body's like, well, it's time. <laughs> like, it's time. You got to go now. And it's just very interesting It's very interesting to feel myself phase shifting in in real time. I would love, I don't know how you would tell me what you're, (laughs) if you're feeling the same thing. I think I said last week, email me. And I think that's still totally fine. Email me uh, because I would love to hear about it. You can try DMing me on Instagram, but right now I'm just not, I'm not, I can't, I don't have the bandwidth. It's so much, it's requiring so much presence for me to process but yeah, basically phase shifting into a different dimension. It's nuts. It's nuts. But yeah, I would love to hear if any of you are experiencing that too. So e- email me is what I'm saying instead of reaching out on Instagram. Because um, then at least I'll read your email and I will remember and someday I might get back to you. Um <laughs> so that's where I'm at and that's what I'm experiencing and it feels lighter this week than it did last week even though last week it it felt it still felt pretty light but um this week I think I'm just getting the hang of it and you know what's super interesting is uh so so on at the end of day seven I broke my fast and the reason was because I'm going away. Well, by the time you listen to this, I'll be away. I'm pre-recording it a little bit more in advance than I usually do. Um, I'll be away on a little holiday with my parents and my sister and her family, my nieces and nephews. It's going to be fun. And my kids. And I was kind of figuring, like, it's, I don't know, it's probably going to be hard. Like, there's going to be a lot of temptation People are going to be eating French fries, that kind of stuff. And it's not good to break your fast on that kind of stuff. I do know that. That if you haven't been eating solid food for a little while, then pr- like probably putting like <laughs> the rancid oil fried remnants of what used to be a potato in into your body and being like, here, body, digest this. Uh, but I've figured I would probably feel pretty tempted to have French fries. So I was like, I should probably just break my fast on some watermelon. Which I did, and it was delicious. And then I thought about, "Mm, I don't want to overwhelm my body, but it would be kind of nice to have these um, pita crackers that I used to eat, and they are just like the simplest crackers you could ever find. I think the ingredients are literally like flour, baking, soda, uh, water, and salt, or something like that. And I always thought that I didn't have a problem with gluten or wheat, because I don't, it does like other grains really bother me in a very serious way, very quickly. Wheat doesn't have that effect. So I always thought like, okay, I guess I'm good with wheat, but I have had these chronic, like just little skin issues, like little spots in my fingers where the skin gets really thin and irritated and it cracks easily, um, even in the summertime and all of that healed and disappeared while I was just drinking uh, fruit and vegetable juice, honestly, mostly fruit juice. It all disappeared. And um, like it, little things in my body healed. And I was saying last week, it kind of, it's like I'm sort of reverse aging. So I had those crackers. I had like a good sizable handful of them along with my watermelon. And then the next day, in the morning, the first thing I noticed was my fingers were itchy and I knew what that meant. I was like, oh no, my skin has like, I'm having the skin breakouts again. And then, you know, like just small little subtle signs elsewhere in my body let me know that actually, I guess I am allergic to wheat in whatever capacity, because it was literally within a matter of hours that my skin, that had totally healed beautifully, uh, went back into cracking open and being painful. It's it's really wild, and I'm just sharing this because like I genuinely don't care at all what anybody eats or consumes. I have absolutely no stake in the game of what you take into your body on any level even if you eat like the most standard American diet, like not a shred of anything alive or real. um, I don't care. Do you? You're on your journey wherever you are. But I share this only because it's very interesting to me uh, how sensitive my body has gotten over the last few years, even though I've been super healthy. Like I've, progressively been making healthier and healthier choices and even like last year or the year before when things flared up um, pretty drastically most people looking at my diet would be like how do you even eat that like they would just think they would have thought it was so extreme and now it's getting more and more extreme and a part of me Wonders if the people in my real life, like I don't think any of you care or judge me, but the people in my real life, the ones that you share meals with, those are the people that care, right? Those are the people that have something to say. Um, and so like part of me is like, oh, am I gonna get a lot of flack? Like, are people gonna think I have an eating disorder? That's my big concern because I'm already kind of a thin person. But I like I'm like seriously, it is my body's insistence. It is insisting, it is insisting. It's very interesting. And it's very interesting to now sort of be looking back and being like, wow, (laughs) the food we eat is not even food. It's crazy. And like I said, like, I don't care. I'm not trying to shame you at all. Um, You eat whatever you want to eat. But like, at least we do have to admit straight up facts that most of the food that we think of as food is not food it's just edible, and it has been laboratorily manipulated to taste good, but that doesn't make it good for us. You know what I mean that doesn't make it actual real food It's just really interesting it's an interesting byproduct of of <laughs> this my body's decision to do a juice fast is to really be able to look at our our my consumption patterns with more objectivity and be like, what the hell? (laughs) We are fucking screwed. God, they're just like pumping the poison in. Anyhow, well, that's what's going on with me. And I actually, you know, obviously I'm going to tell you that Into the Akasha is still enrolling, Um, pumping that up. I mean, I don't think I'm really going to close the door per se, but if you want to be like live in this round, then it starts on July 18th. So by the time you hear this, I think that'll be like six days to join. That's pretty good. Almost a whole week left to join. Um, so just do it. It's going to be amazing. I recorded the welcome module and even the welcome module was like pretty, (laughs) I can just go real deep these days, especially on the Akashic Records. So get in on that. It Honestly, it just feels to me like an absolutely invaluable tool at this time, or skill is a better way of putting it. It just is something that serves us so deeply if we learn how to do it. And you don't have to do it for anybody else. You know, you have, you're under no obligation to do it for anybody else. You can just do it for yourself and that is highly beneficial. If you want to learn to do it for other people and that feels like a passion for you uh, and you want to like start a business around it, not just do it as kind of like your you know back of the kitchen hobby, um, then I have a program called Akashic Holographic Mastery. It is my comprehensive Akashic Records training and certification program and business startup guidance. So you can do that, but you can also do into the Akasha and you can learn to read the Akashic records for yourself and be richly, richly served for the remainder of your days in all areas of your life. And that is the straight up truth. And that's the real reason that I am so passionate and so excited to share it with other people and teach you how to do it. But also it's really my intention in this round to like deeply and powerfully give you an experience experience of it so you're not just hearing me talk about it and wishing that someday maybe someday you could do it too but like I want I want you to have an experience so that even if you do have to set it aside like shit just gets busy in your life and you can't prioritize it stuff comes up it's still there for you and you had an experience and you have a memory to anchor you into the power of the Akashic Records so that someday you can come back to the course content and re-listen and take yourself there, which PS is also why I give lifetime access because I just, I mean, like life is so unpredictable. It is so busy, you know, and you pur- you purchase a ticket for it. So, or you, you, you purchased it. So you get to have it forever as like forever that the internet exists and I have the um, ability to host it somewhere. It is forever yours. So join that or join a cash holographic mastery links are in the show notes. And, um, by now, guess what? The, uh, first draft on my website is ready. So that'll be nice for everybody that likes doing things the website way links are always in the link tree and my Instagram, but I'm just not on Instagram very much right now. I don't know. Instagram's a weird space for me. I love being there mostly because some of you are over there and I like connecting with you. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if Instagram is really for me. Anywho, the other thing that I want to tell you about that I very rarely talk about and just like invite people into is my program Heart Star Creator. And we are getting really into the higher dimensional stuff now into the higher, um, like the higher chakras, the higher dimensions those those initial like very human chakras were super important and like deeply nourishing and phenomenally fascinating who knew that being a human is so amazing but it actually is um so those early foundational chakras were were very cool but As a person that pretty much lives in the ethers all the time and lives in the cosmos and has had to actively work to become grounded and effective here on this earth, I love getting to go into the higher dimensions. It is just like where my soul wants to be. And, you know, we are partway through the third eye this month next month we're going into the crown chakra and then after that in september onward we're doing all the transpersonal chakras in both directions so um, above the crown and also below the root chakra because they have matching pairs on either side so for the um the crown side like up into the cosmos is the soul star chakra and then the stellar gateway chakra and the galactic gateway chakra the 12th dimensional crystal star chakra and then the holographic central sun and down from the root chakra is first the earth star chakra then the flora fauna mycelial matrix the mineral crystal and water matrix and then the inner earth sophianic eden paradise and it's you know finalized and paired off with the holographic central sun is the golden heart of the mother chakra so it's good stuff and i like we're moving into these ones now which are more like advanced uh I mean, everything that has come through so far is advanced concepts, even for me, but, um, these ones are, are just very advanced, very expansive, very vast. And I so rarely talk about Heartstar, but it is like my primary commitment for the whole year. So it's 52 weeks of content. Um, and it's, it's been quite a ride so far. I am working on, breaking it into some digestible pieces for those who just feel like overwhelmed by that much information, but they really actually do all go together. And I highly recommend it as an Ascension journey. I don't know, like facilitator. That's what it is. It's, it's, it's almost like a roadmap, but it's your journey. You know what I mean? And it's, it, yeah, it's like a roadmap and a compass and a Sherpa all at the same time. So that's what I'm mostly highlighting, although join any of those. Also feel free to peruse my website for the whole plethora of other things I've created in the past that you can check out at various price points. But I love you. I've been rambling long enough, far long enough. Hopefully this intro was entertaining. Uh, And Please enjoy this episode with Brandon Beecham. He is awesome and it was a joy to talk to him and it's always a joy to talk to you. So I'll catch you on the other side. Hey, beautiful listeners. Welcome to another episode of Third Eye Awakening. I am so excited today to welcome back a return guest and like a personal, it's kind of a big deal to me because I love this person's podcast. This is Brandon Beecham. He's an entrepreneur, thought leader, author, and host of the Positive Head podcast, the one that I love, as well as the late night style talk show, Optimistic. Brandon has been a serial entrepreneur since childhood. And in 2011, while living on a friend's couch, he co-founded what is present day Resort Share. In 2015, Resort Share was named the 569th fastest growing private company in America in the annual incorporated 5,000 fast growing companies list. That's a lot of companies later (laughs) the same year was when brandon began the positive head podcast which to date has amassed over 15 million downloads and has consistently rated in the top five in the spirituality category on apple today brandon's primary focus is on helping people shift their perspectives to understand the ultimate nature of reality which we will talk about today and to create more of what they want to see in the world. Welcome back Brandon. I'm so excited to have you here and to dive into understanding the ultimate nature of reality with you.
1: Me too. Me too. It's such a pleasure to be back and um yeah, that is a never-ending unfolding. I think the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. So it comes what comes with it is a is a big serving of humble pie and I think that's good for it's good for all of us. (laughs) Totally.
0: Totally. That, that serving of humble pie is good for all of us. But I I feel like once like you reach a certain tipping point where the more you realize you don't know, the more exciting it sort of is because it's like, Oh my gosh, there's still so much more to learn and discover. Whereas at the beginning of the journey, it can feel so discouraging. Like, Oh my God, there's so much I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So welcome back. What have you, what have you been up to recently? We just chatted a little bit about some of the cool things that you're, you got going on in your world. I'd love Mm. to hear about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, as a, um, as a constant doer, uh, who is focused on being as much as they can, I am, uh, you know, it's, for me, it's always that sort of juggle between go, go, go project, 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 and, how do I take in this moment and enjoy this moment and be present to the gift that is the present, right? Uh, Why it's called the present. And so, um, so yeah, I've been, um, you know, of course the podcast, we just passed 2000 episodes. Um, wow. I think it's around 20, probably close to 25 million downloads now since, since we need to update. That bio. But um yeah, so that's been continued to be rewarding to continue to reach new people and teach best what I most need to learn. And um, you know, um other than that, I mean, I have a what comes to mind when you talk about what what I'm up to is, you know, uh I've got a conscious art community DAO project using blockchain technology that I'm just starting down the path of catalyzing. That's it's sort of like a people-owned allows fans to co-own music with artists and support artists in a, in a meaningful way where we build community around it and then produce events. And, you know, sort of ultimately that the grand vision is just creating this very integrated community between artists and, and uh, yeah, the people who support that art. And like I said, with, with the underlying intention of raising consciousness on the planet and how do we use resources and our collective success to, um, yeah to to you know make make waves in the world and create hubs of uh conscious community and so yeah that's very that's sort of like a uh, it's a, it's it's a i have a lot of spiritual breadcrumb stories and synchronicities and that sort of thing and that one goes back probably the longest for me and it's one of the the trippiest going back to like 2006 time frame 2005 2006 i um i share on a podcast episode Uh, I did a little over a year ago, uh, sort of that whole journey and whole story. So people would want to go hear details about that. uh, It involves a time traveler and all kinds of, I mean, it is definitely an intense experience for me of either something is really fucking with me or I'm meant to like steward this thing. And I did the first version of it in 2009 um, and it was, it's called industry. Spelled T R E E, like reinventing the industry. And if you go to industry, uh, just that word, I N D U S T R dot E you can see that podcast where I share the whole story, starting with the first version of the platform in 2009, which was like Spotify, you know, before Spotify uh, meets MySpace with my own currency on it called blooms before cryptocurrency that. And wow. so, and, and yeah, so it it was uh it's I've been guided to bring that back in dramatic fashion. So that's something that I'm just starting that like that little page. If you go to, you'll just here's the origin story. And here's where you can give your email to, you know, as we st- things start to, to move, you'll, you'll hear about it. So um so yeah, that's something that's exciting for me. And, um you know, continuing to me and my partner run the co-living and event space in in los angeles the mystic manor where we do you know sort of transformational festivals for a day every six to eight weeks or so that's that's always a journey and a blast and other than that just yeah like i said just trying to take it all in and enjoy my my ever-changing moments
0: yeah how how are you finding the energies right now like um by that i mean like sort of what is your personal internal experience like of like what is happening? I'm not an astrologer, so I really can't comment on the astrology, but I just did um, my monthly energy report yesterday and it feels to me like there's some really big death and rebirth energies that are happening. Mm. uh, Like really, really big ones, even though we've been through like a thousand death and rebirth. (laughs) But wait, there's more. Exactly. Uh, But it also feels like, frenetic and juicy. Like there's a lot of, um, co-creation and chemical reaction and combustion happening, but how does it feel for you? What are, what are you experiencing as a creator behind like mm. positive head podcast is a huge entity in and of itself. I don't know if you're still doing weekly episodes or like, uh, sorry, uh, daily episodes, like five days a week, but at one point that's what you were doing. That's a, yeah, I am. That's a commitment. That's,
1: I, it is. That's, it is. I do three. Yeah. I do three a week and my co-host, Dr. Erica Middlemas, she does two. So yeah. we kind of, I do Monday, Wednesday, Friday. She does Tuesday, Thursday. Wednesday is soul share interview style, you know, like similar to this uh, Monday and Friday. I'm just sort of freestyling whatever's coming up for me, whatever, you know, they're shorter and um, just sharing moment by moment life and learnings and perspectives. So it, it makes it nice because I don't do a lot of planning with those, even yeah. these sorts of, I don't know how much you plan for a conversation like this one, probably after doing it for a long time. Now you've probably gotten to where you don't need a ton of planning, right? Yeah. If you realize like, oh, this is really organic. And, you know, I have an idea of who this person is and some maybe talking points to go to and let's let, you know, what wants to come through, come through. And, and that helps, you know, and then having someone else that also, uh, releases the episodes. Um, you know, I I sort of record them and upload them and walk away, you know, and then someone else takes and kind of puts them together any minimal editing. Um, Sarah, my, my angel (laughs) editor. Uh, (laughs) and so, so yeah, that helps that helps to keep it, you know, simpler maybe than it sounds. Right. And, um, yeah, uh, I don't remember what the original question was, but. Well, my question,
0: yeah, my question was uh, about like how you're, how you're over. feeling as a person, I guess is what oh, I'm really yeah, asking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about everything that you do mm. and the impact that you've had so far and you, you're continuing to work, like you're continuing to actively build you're not just coasting at this point although like you said it gets it gets easier as you optimize your flow but um behind all of that what you're doing the impact that you're having you're a person having your own journey your own experience and how are you feeling in the energies right now like mm. what is transformational for you
1: great question great question um so you know it, I, it's it's great to to hear your perspective on Me and my journey, and you know, we can't really see ourselves, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. subjectively like that. And you know, I look at things like you mentioned Optimistic, it's a late night style consciousness-centric talk show. I I filmed 17 episodes from 2019, July 2019 until COVID. So about nine-month window, fans would come of the podcast would come and spend a week on retreat at the Mystic Manor in LA and we, you know, the last night we would shoot this new late night style show, which had, you know, opening monologue and visionary artist, and um, you know, interview and retreat guests would come and share about their week and ask question of my guest, and and then a music uh, performance on the outro. And I still have a bunch of those episodes that, you know, COVID threw a, you know, got hit with a COVID asteroid, and it threw a wrench in everything to do with retreats and live tapings in front of a studio audience, and. So I, I see things like that, and I'm like, uh, you know, it wasn't everything I envisioned it would be. And I haven't, I still have episodes I haven't even put out because I got sort of mm-hmm. squirreled. You could say, on, oh, I'm gonna write a book, oh, you know, and and so um, you know, for me, a lot of what I've been going through personally is, you know, finding situations that are pushing my buttons more to work through. What, what's holding me back from my fullest potential i'm I'm so grateful from everything that i've done and achieved and you know you referenced like in in um you know resort share my my uh, business where i had you know a, a i guess a notable size sizable success and then there's other sides of that i have a new travel company that's struggled and had some issues and it is now having some wins for the first time after several years since covid and and but it's sort of touch and go and you know i'm uh, finding myself in situations where my i think my power comes from um you know i have a lot of fire a lot of energy and that that channeled correctly is very powerful and the 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 shadow side of that is agitation, uh, irritation when something's not going my way, allowing myself to be, you know, thrown, uh, you know, Mike Tyson says, everyone has a plan until you get punched in the face. It's like, Oh, I'm a Zen master. And I'm so good at all this spiritual stuff. And then life happens and like, hold on, where'd Brandon go? Like, so I'm finding, um, there's work to do to clear out, you know, yes, I I'm very grateful for my journey and all that, successes and wins and losses and everything in between. And there's so much more potential there and myself and in all of us. And I'm seeing that the things that are holding me back from having even, you know, more of, of what I want, if you will, as far as reach and, and just lifestyle and success is, is being brought to the surface, you know, mm-hmm. like, okay, Brandon, you really need to work on this agitation piece of like getting thrown because something isn't going your way. Right. And so I've had a, uh, you know, some things in the last two months or so that have really highlighted that for me. And so, yeah, that's, that's what I'm experiencing, um, while simultaneously for the first time, really putting together and starting to use a, uh, more structured manifestation, modality or technique. You know, I'm I'm someone who's for better or for worse, always been a little bit of an um of an island. You know, I kind of like, I don't care what other podcasters say or do. I don't care what social media, oh, I'm supposed to do this or that to build my media. No, nah, I'm just gonna put out my episodes, and whatever happens, happens. And there's, you know, it's kind of like the 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 singer-songwriter who won't listen to another singer. You know, all those things can be good and, you know, sometimes having structure that someone else has already done the the work and it's a well-trodden road hey use those tools you know so finding my my path there too of not being too much isolated in a way that is is um you know not benefit i'm not able to be my greatest and greatest self so it's it's really finding that balance you know so a lot of that for me personally lately how about you Mm -hmm. if if i can flip that question yeah
0: well, for sure you can. Yeah, I, I feel like it's it's similar insofar as it feels like it's a deeper layer of like being called into myself and awareness of self. And likewise, sort of just noticing some patterns and things that are limiting me that are, I guess I wouldn't have previously framed it as limiting me, but I just sort of realized over the last two evenings and like journaling through it, like, Oh, okay. These things have been limiting me. Um, so let me see if I can think of an example myself, like you, you shared about agitation for me, I think it's been like an attachment to certain stories as we all tend to have, or like the, when something comes up, like, um, like in a relationship, let's say, for example, um, when there's sort of a discomfort that comes up, I know how to deal with it cognitively very efficiently, but there's this, like, it's almost like a tulpa of drama narratives that I think belongs to the collective that wants Mm. to like worm its way into my perception and turn it into a drama, even Mm -hmm. though I'm aware that it's not. And it's been really interesting to sit with this and be like, how has this been skewing my experience for such a long time? Like it's, it's almost like it's veering me just off path, just Mm -hmm. a little bit Mm -hmm. wasting some of my energy and my perception by like entertaining these like micro drama stories and getting a little bit bunched up and crunched up where I don't need to be. And it blocks off the flow of all the creation energy that is naturally moving through me. So, and it's like, it's all these micro adjustments, but it feels really deep right now. Like, Mm. Very like a very deep excavation of layers of myself that, that I similar. That consciously. sounds similar.
1: That I mean, I yeah, exactly. It's like getting down to like, hold on, there's still some gunk in here that needs to be worked out. And when you find yourself getting sucked into those dramas and like, oh, how could they? They should. Well, here's you know, you you should on people, and yeah. it's like, <laughs> you know, these realizing that you know. To the degree you judge, is to the degree you're ignorant in a lot of ways, like mm-hmm. about someone's path is, you know, or the way it should be is the way it is always. Mm-hmm. And our aim is to, should, should be <laughs> if we're going to shit on ourselves, is how do I, how do I take what is and find the best, you know, how do I make lemon out of lemonades if that's what it looks like to me? How do I, how do I take this without all the judgment around it and drama and story around it and um, you know, makes make the most productive path forward you, with it instead of like it's sh- you know, this isn't right and it should be that way, you know, before something right. and against nothing.
0: Totally, totally like how do I efficiently transmute and alchemize this situation, which I am fully responsible for? Like last night I was um journaling. And really thinking about this scenario that I'm currently, it is like, there is a micro relationship issue. It's so subtle. It's not a drama at all. But my, there's that little thing that wants to make it into a drama so that I can like distract myself and go into the victim programming that we're all mm-hmm. gifted with. By Mm -hmm. I call them the false matrix actors. Mm. Like they they gift us with these little victim programs and Mm -hmm. entitlement programs that we then are forever having to pull out like weeds. And I was thinking to myself last night, like everything that I'm experiencing though is literally my own, like I am rendering this version of reality. The way that this person is showing up in my life, I am the one that is Mm -hmm. like, responsible for this version of them they are an infinite sided diamond an infinitely faceted diamond there are all these other aspects of them that I could pull forward but for some Mm -hmm. reason I'm pulling this one forward so like what's it about Amy don't waste your time on bullshit drama narratives they're pointless they'll get you nowhere
1: yeah once you you know I love the way you kind of said all that um it's really powerful when you realize, you know um speaking to I'll reference again, you, you know, this, this sort of whirlwind company experience I had going from my friend's couch to an ink fastest growing private company. And part of that story, it's, it's really quite the hero's journey tale for me because um, I ended up, you know, bringing in um, uh, uh, my best friend at the time, about a year in first, my brother, then him as business partners. And then about four years in, Um, when we got to the point where we were were like, really, you know, just, you know, kind of getting recognized in ink magazine and things like that. Um, I, we brought in a partner who is like the man, you know, if, if you, uh, this person had represented Mitt Romney in like the 2012 elections to the Catholic community and had taken a company from a million a year in sales (laughs) to a billion a year in sales. And he was going to take us to a big exit to To get bought out, you know, to sell to sell the company, we we were just like scrappy entrepreneurs who kind of had a tiger by the tail, and um, and uh, you know, I remember when he came in. It's like, it's always stuck with me because I remember one time saying to him, like, I'm not sure if you're an angel or a demon, a devil, you know, it's like, cause I could see these different parts of like, there's a lot of good there. And there's like, Hmm, you know, I don't know. I'm not sure. And the answer is yes, he's, he's it all. And I'm calling forward, which version I experience. And, um, you know, that what I ended up experiencing ultimately was, you know, wild ride. Um, but I, I can look back on that particular time and, and, you know, what I, the way I kind of frame it now is it's all neutral. You know, everything is neutral. Everyone is neutral. And we color them with the story that we want to, that, that we're rendering, like you said, and they're essentially that version of them is showing up, you know, as a true actor doing their job, playing the role as a prop in your private movie your y-o-u universe that you are the lead actor director star of and so you start realizing and thinking of everything as like sort of neutral by design and our coloration of it determines how it you know what version you see is really you know i always think back there was a story years back many years back um um with it was and I don't know if it's true or not, but I just remember it kind of stuck with me as well as Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie about their relationship at the time, you know, and supposedly in the story, Angelina Jolie was really, you know, going through a rough patch. She wasn't eating. Their relationship was majorly on the rocks. And Brad Pitt had the the aha moment of I'm only going to focus on the good things about her, the things I want to see more of. I'll bring her flowers. I'll just only in, in all of a sudden by focusing only on that version of her, he stepped into a timeline and a reality where all of a sudden her health balanced back and their relationship grew stronger and she was, you know, feeling good and, and lively again. And, and so it's, you know, that idea of creating the person in the way that you want to see them calls forth the version of them and use, you know, as I, I just had Bashar on the, um on positive head uh a few weeks ago yeah that was a a long time wish list of people to have on as a soul share guest and you know um for those of you don't know Bashar is Daryl Anka is his name Anka uh he channels a extraterrestrial entity supposedly named Bashar uh in 1973 he saw a couple ships and then right after he had this experience of tapping into the pilot (laughs) you know I always say with channeling. I don't know. I'm not saying it is or isn't happening. I'm more interested in what the information is. And I tend to believe if it's really high level and Bashar's information is incredible that comes through D- Daryl. So, you know, he talks all the time how we were constantly shifting timelines, like mm-hmm. thousands of times a day, you know, with our vibration. Everything is vibrational. And so we're stepping into different versions of reality seamlessly that look slightly di- this different than this one. You so say you can't you can't tell you know, as you're navigating this way. And to me, it's very empowering to realize like, oh, I don't need to change the world. I change myself. And I step into a world that's a reflection of that change within myself. That's really empowering to realize. And when you start thinking about doing that with people and how they show up and loved ones and, you know, maybe challenging characters in your story and start, playing with manifesting and yourself into a different version where they're different. That's really, that's a fun time.
0: I think it's so much fun. It's like, it's my favorite thing to do at this point. It just feels like, um, you know, it's still, it still gets my goat. Like there's still that part of me that wants to make it into a drama and there's still the the very human part of me, right. That gets like frustrated or whatever, but there's this other part of me that it's like, okay, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. All right. We've got a challenge. We can navigate this. This is going to be fun. And I feel like it, it can be really challenging if you're not like, if you're in a really tough situation and someone's being a total dick in your life, Mm -hmm. like serially, and it's, it can feel very hard to, to be like, like hearing us say that, you're for consciously or unconsciously you are rendering this version of that person mm-hmm. sure it can feel like fuck you guys no i'm not i'm not i don't want this person yeah. to be this way this isn't what i want but think i like to think about it this way it's like being in a dream and being angry at the characters in your dream because they are causing your suffering
1: right it's your dream right 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 and i think it's a it's it's yeah that's an interesting way to to, to frame it um i think it's and I talk about this in, in, in my book, the golden key, it's, a tr- it's, it's also, you know, what is creating our experiences sort of a soup of things, it's, you know, like what, what was my vibrational offering yesterday? What, what was my, what, mm-hmm. what sort of karmic things am I bringing into this life? What is my higher self's agenda? I think there's, you know, there's, um, a lot of potentials and potential timelines of this avatar, Brandon Beecham. There's probably not one and I say probably because <laughs> who can say for sure, but, but they're probably not a timeline from this moment forward where, you know, Brandon Beecham goes on to play center for the Los Angeles Lakers, you know? Right. Um, and so there's sort of, a, you know, there is some sort of framework for a particular avatar, uh, human experience. And so I think, uh, you know, understanding, it's like, sometimes we're like, oh, well, wh- why did I create that? And Like, what did I do wrong? And it's like, well, you know, there, I, I believe there is a lot of things going into the the soup of creation and manifestation in a way, you know, like I said, well, what is my vibrational offering now? What was it yesterday? What was it the last 10 years? How about in other lifetimes that are affecting this now moment? How about totally. uh, agendas that key point agendas, you know, those crux moments that were sort of signed off on by my higher self, who's playing, you know, chess. And maybe I'm playing down here, playing checkers, thinking I'm controlling everything. So it's sort of this dance of co-creation and surrender simultaneously. It's like, am I creating it? Yes. Am I, do I need to surrender to something bigger than myself? Yes. It's, it's sort of all of it simultaneously and which melts our brains a little bit, but I think that, that helps to provide, that framework helps to provide some, some I, relief for me when it's like, okay, this isn't exactly what I was trying to manifest. Maybe I'm not necessarily been doing it wrong. Maybe there's more to the story than what I'm seeing. And ultimately I trust what's happening. It, I, I do know at the end of the day, however, it all boils down when, you know, everything is fully understood, you would see it is the greatest and greatest thing for you. Uh, to become the next greatest and greatest version of yourself. It's, it's, you're always in the perfect position and getting the perfect experience, whether you feel like you really controlled it or it was out of your control.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I do believe that there are things like there are variables that are thrown at us, like, you know, a little, Little stick in the spokes of our bicycle wheel to, to knock us over that we aren't necessarily manifesting. So I don't I don't think that those things always um were like specifically calling them in per se. Mm-hmm. I think that there's just a chaos element to this realm, but we vibrate in a way that calls in a particular. Form of that chaos element. So, um, uh, like it could be a chaos element of like finding out that you're, you're being fired or your position at work is being made redundant or something like that, or the right. chaos element of your, your spouse telling you that they want a divorce or like, you know, uh, or a health diagnosis, something like that, that we aren't necessarily, I would say manifesting, but what our I think our higher selves are, are aware of the need of a catalyzing event that yeah. will spark new layers of understanding. And then we have a little bit of uh, contribution to how that shows up and manifests mm-hmm. for us. But I guess what I'm trying to say is like, I yeah. do believe that there is, there is like some like predestiny, uh, mm-hmm. in the mix as well. Like things that we have set up for ourselves that we're going to experience and they're going to be hard. And we're going to feel like i very much did not choose this. I did not manifest it, but without those things, we can't get to those deeper levels of self-excavation. Right.
1: right. Smooth seas never made for a skilled sailor and we all became came mm-hmm. to become skilled sailors. So it's, it's helping you to sharpen your axe, so to speak. And um, yeah, I, I like to put it as, you know, our life plays out at the corner of free will and destiny. I probably talked to mentioned this last time, um, but You know, it's destined because it's all already happened. We know time is an illusion. You're, you know, in eternity right now, your fifth birthday party is happening on another channel. You're just not tuned into it. Your future birthday party is happening right now. You're just not tuned into it. And it's all, it's all happening in the eternal. Now the past is control is, is affecting the now the same way the future is actually affecting the now. Um, And so it's destined from that perspective. Free will comes in because there's sources infinite and place out all these different timelines and variations. So we get some level of say in which version, which timeline we step into with our vibrational offering. Right. And so it's there's some play in there. Maybe every timeline has it where you are you know, a certain thing, like, let's say you were born with, you know, a particular handicap, like every timeline they came in, you know, you, the person was blind or whatever, you know, so it's, it's, you know, we, but, but we get to, we get some play within that, you know, free will destiny cross point, uh, of, of, you know, co-creating in that way. So that's, that's sort Mm -hmm. of how I view it. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And I would love to hear about this, like structure that you're bringing into your manifestation practice and like kind of what your manifestation game has looked like before and what, what inspired you to bring in a a structured system and how, how you're finding it so far. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So, you know, yeah, I've often, like I mentioned, you know, kind of gone to the beat of my own drum, done things like a little bit unstructured in some ways with, like so creative that I like to, you know, like, Oh, I don't want to be too locked into a particular structure. And, uh, I have played with different manifestation techniques. I, I, I laid out some in, um, in the golden key as examples. Um, and recently I started playing with a different, I've, I've done a version of it just organically myself, but I don't know, you've probably heard of this guy, Jose Silva. Yep. who came up many, many decades ago, the Silva method, and a lot of people claim that it is, uh, you know, like his secretary or assistant, I believe supposedly won the lottery multiple times using this method. And so I, I was kind of intrigued, um, having, uh, one of the co-founders of mind Valley on not too long ago, and she referenced it and they're big proponents of this, the Silva method. So I started looking into it and it's, it's really simple. And it was something that I was doing to some degree, like I said, anyways, um, when I wake up in the morning, sort of first thing, um, just visualizing visualization is such a power, especially for some people who are like, oh, I have trouble with meditation. It's like, you're, you know, your mind is more active. Well, visualization, I can really drum up strong feelings around certain things. And so this structure, you know, I'll, I'll give a quick, and, and I'm actually just listening to the book and I know there's more to it. I've just started like, I think one of the basic level manifestation techniques uh, of the Silva method is getting yourself in the alpha brain state, which is kind of that in between asleep and awake. And you can do that by, you know, um, sort of closing your eyes and looking up at your third eye or forehead, something about that. And then breathing really, you know, not forced breathing, but breathing, you know, intentionally and fully and counting backwards from like starting with a hundred, 199, 98, 97, you know, and also focusing on a really good, feel good memory. Right. So the, the, the combination of these things will put you more into the alpha state and, and especially if you do it right when you wake up, you're still already kind of there. That's what I've been doing the last few weeks. I'm really enjoying the experience. It's like, it doesn't feel like work. It feels enjoyable. It's fun. And, um, you know, great way to start my day. And then what happens once you get down to sort of, you've counted down to a hundred, you're put yourself in that alpha state as, as much as possible. Um, you start visualizing your life on the screen in your mind's eye in front of you and everything about your life, just as it is. Then you, to the left of that, you start visualizing all of the idealized versions. You know, what what would you like for it to, to be? ultimately, uh, and and really feel what that feels like. And then after you've done both of those steps, sort of, you know, it feels like you're complete with visualizing your life as it is, as you would like it to be. And then you just shift in your mind's eye, the the screen in front of you, you to the right, and the one that was to the left, the idealized version to the center, and to your subconscious mind, right is past Left as future center is now. So it's, it's very simple and it's, it feels very empowering. Um, and to have some level of structure, like I said, I was doing similar visualizations, just kind of loosey goosey for many, many years, you know, in this way. So I've really enjoyed bringing a little structure into my world with, with that, um, that technique, but I it, really, it's been a couple of weeks I've been experimenting with it and, um, easy enough, enjoyable enough where I've wanted to stick with it. So, yeah.
0: That's cool. How long does it take you to do that process? And is it just yep. in the morning or is that night too?
1: I mean, you could do it whenever I've been doing it in the morning. I think that's when I'm closest to, you know, that in between awake and asleep alpha state is a, is a supposedly the idealized, you know, state to be in. And you're already kind of there when you're waking up um, about 15 minutes. I've probably spent doing this uh, each morning.
0: So you're just lying in bed and you're like, I'm just going to take an extra 15 minutes and I'm going to, I'm going to picture my life and then picture what I want it to be and merge them together.
1: Yep, exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Simple. And like I said, it's nice that it's enjoyable. It doesn't feel like work. You know, it feels good to um, step into, because you're really tapping into the energies of that existing parallel timeless state of you who is, you know, those things and experiencing those, that those versions of reality, you know, I always say, you know, when it comes to all the potential that you have, you know, whatever you can dream up, like I said, there may be some barriers there. I may never play center for the Los Angeles Lakers, but the things that I'm visualizing are very within the reach of an idealized version of this avatar Brandon Beecham. And so I would say that, it exists. Source has been there, done that and gotten the t-shirt. Uh, you know, time doesn't exist. I, I can tap into that version of myself and feel what he feels and what it feels like. And you're now pulling those energies to you or you to them and stepping you're, you're, you're bringing the two together.
0: Totally. I see timelines as being like, it's almost like they're fanned out to me. I mean, for the simplicity of explaining it and it's way more complicated than this, but like they're fanned out on a horizontal plane and it's kind of like some of them look like highly probable. So more accessible to us than others. And, and then other ones look more like possibilities. Mm. And the distinction to me is that like the current timeline that we are experiencing feels like it's imbued with the majority of our consciousness the more probable ones has like let's say like 15 percent consciousness maybe like 18 percent consciousness or something like that and then the possible ones are more faded they're more just they look like i don't know just like ephemeral mm. pictures of light and color but they don't have like the juicy living texture to it of our consciousness mm. and so when you're describing the silva technique i'm like oh he's just like telling his consciousness to put more of itself in that timeline. That's the timeline I want to put more of my consciousness into so that it transforms Mm. into this like sensorial, like multicolored, like hyper real vivid, delicious, like experience through our, our bodies. I have a Patreon member that called it our human tech suit, And I was like, yeah, that's what yeah, it is. Our body is true. a human technology suit.
1: I love that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I, I like the way you said that you're putting more of your consciousness into that version. So the more consciousness, it's like we know when you look at, you know, when you look at um, quantum particles and atoms and things, it's like, you know, the double split experiment has shown like, okay, when, when consciousness is not observing uh, these particles are in a state of quantum superposition or potentials. And when consciousness is focused there, they snap into a particular um, right. position, right? And that creates our reality. And so it's like, really, all we're doing is just that, like you said, injecting consciousness into this, one of the quantum superposition potentials. And, um, you know, it's the way to, to do that from the comfort of your bed. <laughs>
0: right. Totally. Mm-hmm. And like, what an amazing way to start the day too. It just, it it's really is <laughs> like setting yourself up to be like, yeah, everything that happens to me all day is moving me into this timeline. Yep. Even if it looks right. like it isn't, it's all yep. like, it's like you gave your, you gave yourself the instruction early in yeah. the morning.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I've definitely enjoyed it. So if you see I- me ascend to president of the world within the next, you know, year or so, you'll know what happened.
0: <laughs> That's your future visualization. You're like, I need, no, to- that is it's not everything.
1: what I want. Kidding. <laughs> oh man.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what advice do you have for somebody who is maybe like early on their manifestation journey? So not necessarily learning like about it for the first time, but is in it and is not like is not quite at the place where they feel like they're seeing the results that they want. Do you have any pieces that you've gleaned through your experience over the years?
1: Yeah. The quickest way I find, let's say you want to manifest money is if like you just go right from listening to this podcast to robbing a bank, for example, you will very quickly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You'll very quickly manifest (laughs) money.
1: (laughs) Um, Okay. Now that we got my dad joke out of the way. Um, (laughs) So what advice do I have? You know, people get the biggest thing is being don't get attached to results. It's when when you realize that needing nothing, you can have everything. Right. So a lot of times you set out like, I'm excited, I'm empowered. You know, I understand the spiritual nature of reality. I'm feeling it. And Sorry, I needed to clear my throat there. Um, so you know, and, and you get real excited, especially early on your journey. It's like Christmas, it's Disneyland. It's, you know, all that exciting energy around re-remembering the ultimate nature of reality and that you're an eternal being, and then it's like, okay, I'm going to manifest this. And then, you know, whatever for whatever reason, you're not seeing what it is you th- think you should see i i think back to a friend many many years ago who i always laugh me me and my brother will will kind of jokingly quote at each other it's like oh i tried that spiritual thing it doesn't work you know as he was complaining about what how his life was and it's it's your attachment you can have your expectations Uh, a lot of people say expectation is bad i don't think expectation expectation is bad we all have expectations and desires it's the attachment to the To them, that's the issue. So, if you're new on your journey, a lot of times what's going to happen is you're going to take out the trash. You're, you know, the things that have been blockages to you becoming the greatest and greatest version of yourself are now ready to be dealt with. So, maybe all of a sudden things start clearing out or, you know, issues come up and you're like, oh, what am I doing wrong? Something's wrong. I'm not manifesting what I want. And, you know, things have actually gotten more challenging. That could be actually a very good sign. So that is my greatest piece of advice is just stay the course of tapping into who and what you are and, and doing the very best you are with what you've got from where you're at and, and letting go of any attachment to outcome and desire of needing it. You don't need anything. You are an eternal being. That's always been always will be and change is guaranteed. So what else really matters? If you, if you love something, you better really be present for it because it's guaranteed to change. If you don't like something good news is change is guaranteed, right? So really just the more you can just show up and be present and have fun with it, allow all those exciting, you know, it is going to be ups and downs of your, you're literally tuning your vibrational vessel. That's going in and out of different levels. You know you'll find yourself feeling riding really, really high and then all of a sudden coming back down to earth. And you know, um, just know that there's more highs coming. And the more you uh you gracefully walk through the, the lower points, the, the higher the highs can get. And so I think that's the biggest thing is just like set the intention, set the direction you want. Understand that you're playing checkers and your higher self is playing chess, so you may get something very different than what you set out to. Um, but ultimately your your greatest interest is being you know served and when you can trust the mystery of it all trust life in the way it's showing up and know that your success is it isn't over if you haven't won so you know trusting that you know okay I'm not there I'm I'm not seeing the success with the better job or the better relation you know whatever it is that means i'm just still in the story right it's like it's like judging a movie mid movie and the hero still hadn't had a chance to have the redeeming you know hero's journey tale um you know i i remember seeing a long time ago um that this idea uh well who was talking about it well the the original you i'm sure you're familiar with the hero's journey joseph campbell it's like the reason that always that story, this idea of what and you can look it up if you're not familiar you know is is sort of the hero's journey is the is the journey of mankind. And I heard someone once put it like oh in in life on earth as a human, that's like the the theme narrative is like this hero journey. Oh, he goes for it and he fails and she then rises from the ashes and redemption. And, you know, it's like this sort certain storyline and all the greatest movies, most successful movies all follow this sort of template because it's our story. And so it didn't over if you haven't won. So stop with the attachment. Maybe the lesson you're learning is your attachment to that outcome. And once you realize you need nothing, that's when you can truly have everything. And, and just, so just, just be patient with yourself and, um, really check yourself when you're feeling like, you know, that, that attachment, there's nothing that you need ultimately.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's amazing advice. And for myself personally, I can say that whenever I have become aware that I am attached to an outcome and I sit with it more deeply, I realize that it's. It's ultimately because I was wanting that outcome in order to avoid feeling feelings that I didn't want to have to feel. Mm. And it's actually way easier to just feel the fucking feelings. It's, you know what I mean? Like to just, like feelings aren't going to kill us. They really don't. They just are unpleasant. They're uncomfortable. Like, so for example, if I'm wanting to manifest something so that I don't have to like actually feel, sadness about, you know, some like a friendship that is falling apart or something like that in my life, like totally hypothetical example, but the, the attachment to the manifestation outcome, even if it seems totally unrelated, whenever I explore it, it's usually because like I kind of desperately want this. So I don't have to feel that thing over there. Mm-hmm. It's just so much easier to soften into feeling it because like you said, we really, we really actually don't need anything. And sometimes we want to manifest and definitely a lot of the time we want a timeline jump or timeline shift, uh, in order to escape our current situation, but mm-hmm. that means that it will not work like period. Yeah. There's no way around it. That creates a brick wall. You'll just hit a brick wall and you'll bounce right back into your current situation. Because in our current situation, the whole reason that it is manifested for us right now is because there's something here we need to assimilate, integrate, understand, transmute. There's something here for us. Even yeah. if we're uncomfortable and we don't want to be here, there's something here. And I think that's like one of the biggest pieces of surrender where people feel like, oh, but if I surrender it, What if it then doesn't happen? That question, that fear tells you that you're afraid that you'll stay in your current situation. So what in your current situation do you need to make peace with? And when you make peace with it, that's the surrender part. And then you just, you don't need it to change. And then it can change.
1: That's exactly, I have have a great example of that, um, very thing is, you know, as I mentioned, me and my partner run a co-living and event space. um, in LA and, you know, it's been, you know, I had my, my vision of what it would be initially, you know, the studio for optimistic and retreat center and, you know, and then my higher self has its agenda. Like, how about a karmic clearing house for you? You know, let's bring in all the souls you have karma with and work through a lot Mm of that. And I, I have a lot of synchronicity around my birthday. Uh, it's, it's quite the, the, the story, um, you know, how that shows up in my life. And so someone moved in with my birthday. So I instantly knew, oh, here we go. You know, and this per, it was like my shadow on crack. You know, <laughs> it was this person had, there's some mental health issues or some substance abuse issues. And it was, but really like was the embodiment of my shadow self, you know. Wow. And um, I, it, it got really bad. Um, this was soon after COVID you know, no more retreats. Okay. Switching to co-living. This person moved in, didn't realize that to the degree of dysfunction they represented, um, really brought out my own shadow. And, I uh, I realized like, okay, this is, this is, there's something here for me to learn and grow from. And, and it was so bad though. This person was like, I, you know, it, it was ruining the whole house. You know, we have, it's like eight rooms and 10 to, 12 people 14 people at any given time it's like I, he and he was like I won't ever leave I'll you know just like just blowing the place up and um and so you know it, it got to a point where I was like you know what it was over the, the Christmas holiday and uh I was with my partner and I would went to family and he'd had a huge blow up before the day I was leaving town and I was like in and and. and I said to her, I was like, I will never come back and stay under the same roof with this person again. They're not safe. They're not sane. They're not, and they won't leave. You know, in COVID, like you couldn't evict people. Like, you know, it was like there was, he had me, my back against a wall. And I was like, I just won't. I I guess this place that I poured so much love, heart, energy, it's been such a, you know, beacon for conscious community. I guess I have to let it go because I won't sleep under the same roof with this person again. And, and then I remember as I made the decision to let it go, just on the back of that, I got a, had a synchronicity sign and it was like, and it hit me, Brandon, if you get the lesson that they're here to teach you, you don't need to figure out how to get them out. The universe will create natural separation because all the universe wants to do is create growth. Once the opportunity for growth has realized itself and the lesson has been received, it a natural, you don't have to figure out anything natural so it, it let something bigger than you do it and so it was like there was this moment of letting go and then simultaneously uh getting sort of you know this clarifying insight and then my partner is very instrumental in how i handled it from this point forward she goes brandon every time you interact with him in person his shadow is too much like it's like you just you both just escalate, you know, it's like bouncing off each other. She's like only we're we're on Christmas holiday. We're not going to see him already for another a week or so by natural design. Tell him he has to leave. I'll do it all via text message and just stick with it calmly coolly, no reactionary. And he, you know, I'm so I'm texting him throughout my whole trip and it's like, anger, you know, threats, crazy stuff, just brave, you know, and I just would say the same thing calmly, coolly, collectively over and over and over and over, just keep reiterating it. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, Oh, great news. I got a new opportunity in Vegas and I'm out of here. It's my idea. And like, you know, and, and, um, the, the, the trippy thing is, is, um, the day that he, he left, um, it was like a, I mean, you know, in Los Angeles, we don't get a lot of weather. Uh, I mean, this last winter was the most rain we've ever had, probably that I've seen, but typically it's, we're stuck in the same season. And out of nowhere, it was like a, I wasn't here. I was, uh, I was in about an hour away still in, you know, my family's place, but I could see on the cameras and everyone who's here said within an hour of him leaving, it was like a tornado hit this place. Like I came, I came home and all the stuff was blown off my balcony onto the ground. Like I've never seen it happen before or since in four years here, you know, and it felt to me like I cleared some real karmic stuff, you know, like I said, he has my birthday and that's a big thing in my life, a big synchronicity in my life. Um, And it felt like I cleared, you know, it's like, who knows, we probably like, battled each other for like many lifetimes where I didn't handle it so gracefully. And who knows the outcome, you know, and, you know, now I see or every now and then I'll hear from this person or whatever, because they're they're really good hearted. Like I really I have a lot of love for them. You know, there's just, like I said, there's some there's some mental illness things happening there and substance abuse issues. But um, yeah, I mean, so that's my long story of You know, once you let it go, or I think back to Oprah talking years back about, uh, I heard her talk about the color purple and she wanted this role so bad, so bad. And after six months, she didn't hear back and she's on the treadmill at the gym and she let it go, you know, uh, okay, it's not for me. And she's crying and just, I'm going to release this lifelong dream. And within moments of doing that, the they came up to her on the treadmill and said, Hey, you've got a phone call here. And it was like Steven Spielberg saying, we want you to have the role. So as soon as she let it go, she had, she got it, you know? And so it was, it was a similar thing uh, for me. As soon as I let, I let go of this place, you know, And, and, and then I got the answer of, you know, I got the lesson and everything took care of itself.
0: Yeah, that's an amazing story and so intense. That must have been so, so intense to so like li- like live with that person and a bunch of other people at the same time and just be like, you have what? no
1: idea. I mean, I hearing him, I mean, yeah, just to share how crazy it got. That, the reason I said I wouldn't go back that last day, he was screaming about, some, I don't remember what, you know, and there was, like I said, there's some substance stuff. And it was like, when he was using the substance, he, he would even more so like talking to what he thought were like, you know, I don't know, extraterrestrials or something, but he, mm-hmm. I could hear him in his room like, Oh yeah, we'll kill him in their sleep. Like really weird, like right. not knowing I'm hearing them talk to themselves or someone else. And wow. you know, about yeah. And it's like, uh, no, you won't be killing me in my sleep. I'm out of here. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> no, thank you. But you know, it's, it's, July 28th is my birthday and it's my dad's birthday and it's my grandmother's birthday and ex-business partner who I write about in my book, his his baby mama and grandmother and you know, uh, a, a ex-partner. It's funny, I thought of as soon as we got on here today, you kind of remind me of this ex-partner of mine energetically and looks and, and everything. And I met her on July 28th, 2012, which led to my last three partnerships, including my current one over you know, decade through her and her girlfriend, she was with her, her three closest friends have all become my partners over like, you know, 11 year time span at at different times. And, um, but the first one, her, her boyfriend before me, his name was Anson. And all my relatives are from Anson, North Carolina with that birthday. It's my dad, great grandmother, great, great died on that day. Her Anson committed suicide on July 28th. Wow. And there's more to it. Like that story just goes on and on. I mean, there's like, 10 more like little things I could share and
0: do you know what comes through to me with that so I um I read the Akashic records and I feel like I'm always kind of like attached to it and tuned into it and what comes through totally take it or leave it if it doesn't resonate obviously Mm -hmm. don't carry it forward Mm but I'm like what is the significance of all this karma specific to a date and it feels like that date in a certain lifetime something traumatic happened to all of you Wow. And so you're like each clearing out a piece of that karma in totally unique ways. Do you know what I mean? But almost like, like, say like a a tornado hit your town and completely like
1: destroyed everything.
0: Like that kind of big thing that was centered around a specific date. And Mm. that's why it's playing out in all these weird ways.
1: Yeah. You know, it's funny that you bring that up because I, I, had an intuitive on the show years ago. And I told the story, I tell the story a a lot of times it's, it's fun. And she's like, "Oh, I'm going to tune into the Akashic records, or, you know, I'm going to do my own little intuitive research for you. And I'm thinking something, I'm going to hear this epic past life thing, or, you know, I'm, I'm preparing myself for something really juicy. And I just feel like my higher self or the universe is just like effing with me. She comes back, she goes, well, all I got was is you're going to continue to see this synchronicity and show up in different ways. And, you know, so just keep following those breadcrumbs when you see it, like, like this guy who I just shared the story with that came after she said that, you know, I interviewed her years before him. And so it has shown up many other, you know, other times. Um, And she's like, so I'm like, kind of let down. Oh, I wanted to hear about whatever epic past life thing. And then she goes, but I did find this. And it was like the most grounded 3D thing you could find. There's a study in England in I don't know, sometime in the last 10, 20 years where they like they did the survey and their whole aim was to figure out what was the best day to be born, which is like the silliest idea. <laughs> that you could come up with. Like, how do you even quantify such a thing? But guess what their answer was? (laughs) 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 So she. And then someone sent me a few weeks ago, an anime. Uh, uh, Someone who actually lives here, she likes anime a lot. And she's like, Brandon, you got to check out this anime. It's all about time traveling and like timelines and things. And there's like, these people's diaries would show them like dates and things. And like, there's only one date that is like the magical date for the storyline. And it's like, this girl would say, it's July 28th. That's the day. That's the one, you know? So I I started watching it. I I haven't seen the whole thing yet, but I'm like, okay, there'll be something in there for me. Like,
0: that's so funny. That's uh, wild. in a number of synchronicities around that date.
1: It's crazy. I get a lot of the, even like, there's another show where I have a like crazy synchronicity with, um, uh, there's a show called outlander That is about time travel and like Scotland in the 1700s, and this woman, the main character's name is Claire Beecham, and that's my mom, is Susan Claire Beecham. And then, like you know, in the show I've watched, there's like six seasons or something. Now it's a pretty popular show, and then when I first started watching it, there's like a, a Brianna, and I had a significant Brianna in my life at that time, and then a Frank, and then there was a significant Frank in my life at that time, and then you know El, uh, the main um uh, male actor in it he's got red hair and you know all my all my siblings and family have red hair and you know and then then it's like it's all taking place in Scotland if the first three seasons then all of a sudden they go to north carolina and i'm like well that's where all my roots are from you know now the show takes place from scotland they've they've migrated to you know north carolina in the 1700s and there's a new character roger well that's my dad's name like it just keeps going like it's so that's another fun one for me and the reason i think this kind of thing happens is like for one i i get such a kick out of it like a kid that childlike wonder and realizing i'm the star of my own private universe right so I'm experiencing, I'm the lead actor director in my own movie. I'm the star of my reality. And so are you. I'm just a prop in your movie that you created in this image to sound like this. And I'm reflecting you back to you. And so, you know, I think I feel that so strongly. It's like, it continues to sort of validate itself to me through these like funny winks from the universe, you know, Uh, it's, it's a blast.
0: I'm curious how you navigate those, like really, wild like it's like a big um amassment of synchronicities a lot of synchronicities how do you navigate them and stay grounded because as you're saying all this i'm thinking ooh, somebody who is struggling to stay grounded might get really taken into like you know some kind of astral yeah place because of all those synchronicities so what do you do to stay grounded
1: yeah yeah, that's a great question uh I th- and I think maybe part of the reason I do you know it's like some people like you're tapping into the akashic records others someone else might have uh oh well my my guide show up at the end of my bed every night or extraterrestrials take me on their ship or you know people right. are having multi-dimensional experiences and all I haven't had that sort of experience I haven't I don't I can't say I've tapped into the Akashic records per se I can't say I've seen a non-physical entity per se it's like for me my my brand of tapping into spirit has been through like like intense you know kind of next level spiritual breadcrumbs and synchronicities this very grounded version of it you know it's it's that's more grounded than like being taken on a ship you know (laughs) or whatever and so I think it's just you know we each have their own way of of in relationship with spirit and so i think for me that's you know that's sort of uh, as a friend of mine used to all every time he'd see me he'd be like mr synchronicity you know mm-hmm. <laughs> so i think for me it, it i'm able to manage it well right and so therefore yeah. it's like you know you, you hear that i'm sure you probably heard the same before you know uh before enlightenment chop wood carry water after Absolutely. enlightenment after enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. So you start to like, you know, if someone starts having, having that level of synchronicity, serendipity, you know, spiritual breadcrumbs, winks, whatever you want to call them. um, And it's ungrounding for them. Then I think, you know, really, you can always request, Hey, you know, this is, can you slow down? I was just listening to uh, my friend, Lee Harris, um, who does, uh, I mean, he heard you say energy updates. He does monthly energy updates that are really popular on YouTube and et cetera. And I just happened to be listening to his driving home last night and he was saying, look, a lot of the stuff that's speeding up, you can, if it's, if it's he said, he said, manifestation is really on steroids right now for this, you know, his July forecast. And he's talking about that sort of thing. And he said, and if it seems like it's too much for you, you can say, Hey, spirit universe, slow it down. I need to integrate more. I need, it's a a little much for me and, and asking it is given. Right. So I I, I say, that's the very first thing ask, you know, if, you're never going to be given more than you can handle and if you feel like it's stretching you to your max, make that known and um you know it, it's it at the end of the day though I believe the universe really wants to be gentle with us as much as it can uh who we, who and what we are is not for the faint of heart and I think you know you are very resilient uh you know unbreakable, timeless eternal being and we're you, you know we are strength, you know, at our core. And so, and I think, you know, all of a sudden we had full enlightenment, our full, you know, all of our potential at once, let's say our higher self squeezed fully into this body, it probably explode the whole thing. So I think it's like finding that balance of how do I let in as much as possible to, to acclimate my nervous system to the energies. And if I feel like it's, it's taken me to a, point of dysregulation in some way, you know, do something very grounded, you know, very simple chop wood, carry water, you know, cut the grass, water, the flowers do, you know, go walk on the earth, you know, grounding, I think is something we wear rubber shoes everywhere we go, but there's huge benefit to just putting our feet on the earth and allowing that's literally grounding the energies. You're literally exchange, exchanging electrons and with the earth when you're walking on, on the earth. So, um, you know, those sorts of things ask and do things, simple things to ground yourself.
0: Mm -hmm. I agree. I I love, I just love that reminder of, um, chop wood, carry water, because I, I feel like that's why, for example, I don't currently outsource any of my cleaning. Like I don't have a cleaning lady or anything Mm -hmm. like that. Um, I have two young children and an older child and a partner. And that means that sometimes our house becomes very messy because it takes a long time for me to get a moment to clean. Mm -hmm. But those tasks like doing the laundry myself and, you know, literally getting on my hands and knees and scrubbing the kitchen floor, those tasks are extremely grounding so that when I'm channeling a whole bunch of information or receiving a bunch of downloads, whatever, I'm also very human on the earth doing like very unglamorous human things, but that's what, that's what keeps me balanced and keeps me like locked into, or or it allows me to keep it in perspective, I guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that, yeah. And, and not looking at that as something like, there's nothing that's beneath it's, you know, I think spiritual narcissism is a, is a real slippery slope, you know, as you start to wake Mm up and, and remember the, who and what you are, you are it. You are the one, you built this place. You are the, you know, a, a fractal of the one and only source consciousness that animates, creates and animates all things. And it's like, that's, wow. I'm a lot, you're a lot, we're a lot. And, you know, so is everyone else. You're not better than anyone. You are, you know, it's the, the meek that inherit the earth bringing humility to that knowing is really, really important. And, you know, yes, you're the one, but so is everyone else and relax about it. You're here to experience humanness and, and the, the, the humble things build great character, you know? So.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well said. Brandon, this is such a beautiful conversation. I'm so happy that we got to share it together. Is there anything that you would like to leave the audience with or anything that you want to share about like how people can connect with you, anything exciting sure. that you have sure. coming up?
1: Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. The one thing I like to, to always leave off with when I get that question is just reminding people like what to, to kind of extrapolate on what I just said, you are it. There has never been a soul more worthy in all of eternity than you. You are as worthy as any other being ever has been, can be, or will be your maybe your past is checkered or bumpy or ugly or not the most pretty picture, you know, by whatever standards pretty is. Um, and, and from another standard, it is, you know, it is absolutely beautiful. You've never seen a great work of art. I mean, there's a great there's a great work of art behind me right now. Look how much shadow is in it. You know, so without the shadow, there is no light. So if you've experienced a lot of shadow, maybe things you're not proud of or any of that, Congratulations. That is the contrast that you need to step more fully into the next greatest and greatest version of yourself. You've paid some dues. So just comparison is, is, is the, is a joy thief. You are not me. You're not Amy. You are not, you are you are unique and incomparable. Uh, we're all one and all unique <laughs> simultaneously. And so just really tapping into that. If you're hearing these broadcasts, if you're hearing these words, it's because you're such a close vibrational match to what I represent, what Amy represent, which the show represents that out of the infinite things vying for your precious attention, you're receiving and tapping into this. So, you know, we're doing it and you have a lot to be proud of. And self-love is the number one thing you've got to get, uh, in order to become the greatest and greatest version of yourself. And that, that requires you to tell the right story about who and what you are. So mm-hmm. uh, with that being said, uh, if you ever want to connect with me, of course, my podcast, uh, Positive Head, uh, with my co-host, Erica, is five days a week. You can find it anywhere you get your podcast. Um, you can check out the late night style show, Optimistic. If you go to optimistic.tv or YouTube, we put out some of the episodes. Hopefully the rest will be coming sometime eventually, um, uh, is the plan. And because um, there's more that we haven't released. Uh, my book, The Golden Key. If you go to goldenkey.gift, you can, uh, did you set up a code previously? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Was it third eye? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if you use the code third eye, then you can get the audio and or ebook Um, uh, there. It's like 20, you know, 25 years of deep exploration of the ultimate nature of reality. It's condensed into a three hours to listen to or a hundred pages to read um, for me. And then Yeah. And then I mentioned industry, you know, that's a forthcoming project. If you go to industr.ee, you'll, you can hear the whole origin story of industry and um, sign up to, you know, get information as, um, yeah, as, as it comes about. Um, Let's see. Is there anything else? Yeah. If you're ever in LA, Mystic Manor LA is uh, our Instagram. And of course you can find me on, on Instagram as well. Don't do a ton of social media stuff, but some positive heads on there too. Uh smoke signals, you can send me smoke signals and telepathic messages. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and all the relevant links will be in the show notes. Of course, that's easier for you all to just find it and click on it and check Brandon out further. Um, and if you are, you know, at any point in your journey where you're just trying to keep your vibration high, I feel like um positive head podcast is one of the greatest resources to do that. That was really like one of the beginnings of my intense awakening in 2016 after my son died. And that your podcast just like was a total, a total lifesaver. Mm. You just kept me in the highest vibration I could reach um, given those circumstances. So definitely go check it out, everybody and leave Brandon a five-star review on his podcast, just help him to spread everything that he's doing Thank you again so much, Brandon. It's been a gift to be in your presence for this time and to share this conversation.
1: You are such a beautiful reflection. I so thoroughly enjoy connecting with you and uh, hopefully it'll, I am calling in the timeline uh, in my manifestation techniques uh, where that will happen in 3D someday.
0: Awesome. Uh, Me too. Totally. (laughs) And beautiful listeners. Thank you for the valuable currency of your attention. Thank you for listening to this entire episode. I love you and value you so much. Have a beautiful day or night, wherever you are, and I will catch you on the next episode.